5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Byron filling in for the P-Man. Philip the Ref Pilkington alongside me. Intern Chris on the ones and twos. I was saying turn the commercial pot down. That's still playing right now. Oh, uh, wait. What? That's intern Chris, everybody. Welcome in. Free ball Friday here. We're just having a little bit of fun. Um, And not too many headlines going on today in the world of sports. So that's why we're just going to talk about what we wanted to talk about all this week in sports that we didn't have the time to get to. Uh, kind of the big things I've been seeing that I've wanted to touch on in the headlines so far. RG3 commented on the Baker Mayfield trade. He's one of the few guys I've seen that loves it. I don't get why more people don't love this trade in general. Gave up practically nothing for Baker Mayfield, who's an upgrade at that position, a position that was a desperate need for the Panthers. Um, and you're paying him next to nothing compared to Sam Darnold. But uh, RG3 said that uh, – they improved the offensive line drastically, something that a lot of media outlets choose to ignore when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Also, he has a pretty good whip, group of weapons to work with, the Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, and DJ Moore. And then you have a budding defense kind of blooming there with uh, in Carolina and under Matt Rule. So, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think you got to step – Baker's just the type of guy you need on the Panthers right now to kind of get you over the hump or at least improve a couple more games in the win column. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you agree, Philip? I think, I mean, I, these people that are saying Baker's about the same as Sam Donald, I think is just insane. I, I, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to that other than the fact that you're just a Baker hater and you're going off a season where he had a torn labrum. Yeah, or you like Sam Donald more than you should. Yeah, yeah, maybe you love Sam Donald way too much, which – my dad, for whatever reason, loved Sam Darnold. He thought that Sam Darnold was the future. You've seen this in person firsthand, Philip. He he thinks Sam Darnold is like was the truth. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he uh, might have been a little bit of hot takey yeah. on that one. I think that was we we all have stuff that we uh, think is going to uh, you know yeah. be, be happen. We we all make predictions yeah. and. Um, some of those come true, and some of them do not. I think he's. I think a lot of Carolina Panthers fans fit in this category, where they wanted to move on from Cam. They saw the writing on the wall of Cam, and it kind of took a while to get it done, and it finally happened. He was just excited to finally have some change there. Um, people are the same way of Teddy Bridgewater, and then act like when Teddy Bridgewater didn't necessarily work out in Carolina, that uh, they were on the uh, against Teddy Bridgewater bandwagon the whole time. So I mean, I don't know. It's just the nature of the way. The sports media operates nowadays, and people on Twitter operate nowadays. couple of headlines from ECU uh, sports in general today. Uh, taking a look at Jacob Jenkins Coward, congratulations to him. Uh, obviously, they'll say these accolades don't matter, but it's nice to see him getting some national acclaim and praise as D1 Baseball announced their freshman All-American team today. And, of course, Jacob Jenkins Coward, one of the best freshmen in the country, 
had to make that list. It still shocks me that he didn't get an all-conference honor. You want to talk about uh, – it seems like every year there's an all-conference snub when it comes to baseball out of the uh, out of the American. Jacob Jenkins Cowder was definitely one of those. I mean, not getting – I not again. I don't even think he uh, he got second team. Nonetheless, should have. I thought he should have been first team for sure. One of the best freshmen in the country. One of the best and most consistent hitters in the country. I deemed him Mister Reliable at the beginning of the season. After a couple of games, I mean, he was just when it came to timely hitting and just having hits in multiple games in a row. I mean, Jacob Jenkins Coward was your guy. So congratulations to him. Also, congratulations to Jar Wilson as he's among the NFF University Scholar Athletes awarded to basically athletes who excel on the field and in the classroom. So definitely good to see that some ECU athletes are uh, taking care of what's important. You know, this football thing's not going to always work out. you got to make sure you got your schooling right, right before you leave. So that's definitely good to see that. Um, taking a look at some other headlines going on right now. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame announced its semifinalists for the seniors in the class of 2023. Um, not There's some major names on this list when it comes to players. Um, we're not going to get too into this just because senior class, a lot of these guys have been on the ballot for years. A lot of these guys just kind of got lost in the shuffle um, just because of time, decades on the list or 10 years on the list. But um, it's just some – uh, opening thoughts or first impressions looking at it. Roger Craig, I'm surprised he's not in the Hall of Fame already. I mean, I think you can agree with that one, Philip. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think maybe sometimes he gets overlooked because of the way they threw the ball yep. and because of that offensive firepower with guys like Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. But, yep. uh, no, I, you know, and it, look, I – you know, I know I didn't see the guy play, yep. so maybe and maybe he wasn't quite as good as I thought he was, and that's why he hasn't been put in it yet. But definitely, when you look at that list, he definitely is kind of well, the first name that comes to mind. He had the first thousand, a thousand season for a running back. That's so, true. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, he was a part of those Super Bowl runs. I mean, Roger Craig was definitely very effective and uh, one of those marquee running backs in his time. Another one that kind of strikes me and is the, I think a little bit of a head scratcher, but not too much. Ken Anderson. I know he's got that MVP, but I don't think he's necessarily Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, former quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I Hall of very good maybe. Yeah, I, I, I just. Fame. I feel like his tenure at that level was not long enough. Yeah, yeah. It's I. If he gets in, Cam, I think is set to get in. I mean, he's he's pretty much a lock to get in if Ken Anderson gets in. Uh, another one who I'm kind of a huge advocate for. Um, and people might think I'm crazy. Sterling Sharp. I don't think people can argue during his time. I know he didn't play long due to injuries, but during his time, there was no doubt about it. He was one of the best three receivers in the game, if not the very best in the game. Um, I would love to see him get a nod because that gives me hope for guys like Luke Keekley. Yeah, no, I definitely. And that's kind of, I think, where a lot of football fans, you have a lot of debate. Yep. Um, is should injury early retirement, all that be factored in. Yeah. You know, and, and I firmly believe, you know, it's it's so hard because you can't say if that guy would have played longer, he would have continued to play at sure. that level. Sure, yeah. But, and then in a way, if his sample size is Hall of Fame credible, yeah. you hate to take that away from a guy. Um, you know, obviously there's been some early retired guys that got in but yeah. they were just so, so good. Like, Barry Sanders would have broken all the records, and he's still, like, third on the all-time rushing list, I believe, it, it was, despite retiring early. So that's kind of a, a given, but there's so many guys that, you know, 
weren't in the GOAT conversation such as Barry Sanders was for his position. Yeah, well, uh, just look at Patrick Willis this year. I mean, I believe he's a finalist. Uh, I think that's a little premature, to be honest. Um, another guy who's well, who got in pretty much um, uh, that really kind of struck me uh, as, as a surprise was Sam Mills. God bless his soul and um, RIP to him, but I never felt like he was a Hall of Fame caliber player, to be honest. Yeah, at least not for the length that he yeah. did. You almost wonder, did his legacy help him out? And sometimes you wonder yeah. with guys, sometimes does legacy off the field help them? Yeah. And, you know, it necessarily shouldn't, but, you know, and football is not the only sport we see that. And, like, they put Rocky Balboa in the Boxing Hall of Fame, yeah. who's never actually fought a fight. I'm actually for that. As but a it, boxing like, fan, I'm for that. But it, like, <laughs> it put boxing on the map. Absolutely. And then, I mean, if you look at, like, Del Arnhart Jr. being in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Does he really have Hall of Fame numbers? No, eh, I don't. He's, he's on the cusp. Wins, yeah, you know? I mean, he's got two Daytona 500s, obviously. Uh, he did win two expanded, what is it? No the championships, Bush series. though. He won two Bush championships back in the day. But, yeah, no cup, yeah, championships, no cup championships. But, you know, the legacy and the fact that he's, he's – the most popular driver of his era. So, yeah, yeah, he won NASCAR's most popular driver like 14 years in a row or something. So, you know, it's weird, and I know we're, we're kind of comparing – apples to oranges because each sport has their own hall of fame committee yep. but it does seem like legacy sometimes and legacy can be what you do off the field the track out of the ring helps you in that hall of fame conversation more so than maybe it should yeah i, I see uh i see recently um guys arguing about whether mike vick or cam newton or matt ryan or tony romo belong in the hall of fame and one guy they always like to bring up is Joe Namath. They didn't feel like Joe Namath was a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Well, he's kind of the first superstar in the NFL in the Super Bowl era. I mean, he kind of put the NFL on the map, especially with the guarantee. I mean, Joe Namath was a huge star in his day, and maybe his numbers ain't necessarily there. We also have to acknowledge the game and the time he played in, the era he played in. It wasn't a pass-happy league. It was getting there, but not quite yet. But, uh, yeah, Joe Namath was the first superstar in the NFL, in my opinion, the Super Bowl era. I mean, yeah, there's no doubt about it. He deserves to be in. Well, yeah, and like I said, that's got a little bit to do with legacy because yep. the guarantee, like you said, put yep. you know kind of football on the map. And then also, I mean, you, you get away from the guarantee. Just think. I mean, he was kind of the first NFL figure in commercials. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like he's wearing the pantyhose on like, and I think they put the ad up in Times Square yeah. and stuff. So like stuff like that, kind of. Once again, you know it. Yeah. What he did. For the league, kind of going back to the Rocky thing, what he, you know, what Sylvester Stallone did for boxing, yep. uh, kind of maybe outweighs sometimes his performance. And not that Namath was bad, but, you know, he finished his career one game below 500. I believe his record was 67 and 68. I can't remember the exact numbers, but he was one game below 500. Um, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but. He wasn't even favored going into it. Yeah, you know? I saw him uh, in an insurance commercial recently. He's still out he's here. He's still making out there, yeah, yeah. doing things. Yeah, he's just, got his little pun. He's like, "It'll be great," or he says, "It'll whatever." I guarantee it. And yeah. it kind of, you know, kind of makes you smirk, even go. though it's corny. Yeah, it's like, shut up. I mean, no, hey, I, he didn't write the script. <laughs> he's just there. He's just collecting a paycheck. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking at these headlines here. What else do we got here? It's Free Ball Friday, by the way. July is usually a dead period, so we're just we're just sounding off here. Whatever we feel like talking about, we're going to do it later in store, later in the show. A popular Canes player, a very good uh, player for the Carolina Hurricanes, traded to the Philadelphia Flyers. More on that in this next segment. 
and a little bit of a deeper dive into the Carolina Hurricanes offseason itself. Maybe we get a Canes guest next week. Maybe hit up Brian LeBlanc. Um, in the meantime, also, we're going to have a little fun at the end of the show. Uh, we found this bracket here, or we kind of put this bracket together, of the best or the funniest athlete names of all time. And we're just going to have fun. It's Friday. Get you to the weekend. Get you in the right mood. To go, in, go out, have a great time for the weekend. So we're going to debate the best and funniest athlete names, and we have a whole bracket going, and we're going to crown an eventual champion. Should be a lot of fun. In the meantime, Ben Byram filling in for the P-Man on the Patrick Johnson Show. Phil the ref Pilkson hey, alongside me. Appreciate it, Chris. Intern Chris on the Woo. ones and twos doing a great job. More on TDA getting traded to the Philadelphia Flyers on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday, right here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station for the ECU Pirates. If you suffer from joint pain, from arthritis, or an injury, you know the traditional treatments then pain meds, steroids, and then surgery, right? It's Patrick Johnson here. I've got great news. There's now a better way, and it's right here from local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the national leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Steroid shots, they're toxic on your joints. Pain meds are addictive. Nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are passe. The new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Connects regenerative protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you a quality of life that you deserve. So call now and schedule your free consultation. 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt-Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at aa.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt-Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport. Who's that again? I don't know that number. Please hold for a very important and message. And skip. You can skip robocalls, but don't skip your well visits and recommended vaccines. They help protect you. So ask your doctor or pharmacist about any recommended vaccines you may need. Really? Again? A public service announcement from Vaccinate Your Family in collaboration with Merck. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-918-7169. 
That's 800-918-7169. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barm filling in for the P-Man. Phil the Rub Pilkington alongside me and intern Chris on the ones and twos. Had some technical difficulties in that first segment. We're still hanging in. It's a free ball Friday. It'll be all right. We'll, we'll rebound, come back. But kind of the big news of the day, besides all this conference realignment talk, no real update on any of those talks so far. The most recent update we got was by Brandon Keith. And honestly, I guess he works for Barstool Sports. He's got a check mark by him. Take it for what you, you what you will. We know how Barstool is. But uh, according to his sources, he's saying North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all negotiating with the SEC. Does not come as a shock there. Everybody wants to jump to the SEC if they have an opportunity. Hell, ECU would love to. Um, it also, in his report, he says that ESPN is trying to avoid their TV deal with the ACC. So if you're ECU and you're thinking about moving up or jumping ship from the American, it's looking like Big 12 is the move because the ACC um, is in a tough spot right now. A lot of questions surrounding them and their future um, if ECU was to move up. Um, and I'm not sure if that's necessarily likely. Um, Big 12 would definitely have to be the move, I would think. What do you think, Philip? Yeah, Big 12 or – Maybe you get lucky and go to the Big Ten, but yeah. it looks like if you don't make one of those three conference jumps, you're not going to uh, be part of this whole break-off that's probably about to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows how college football is going to look moving forward in the future and how the dynamic will change. But also some of the biggest news pertaining to Carolina sports was the fact that star defenseman for the Carolina Hurricanes only played here for a year, and that was last year. Tony D'Angelo was traded to the Philadelphia Flyers uh, along with a seventh-round pick for a fourth-round pick in this year's draft, a third-round pick in next year's, and a second-round pick in the following year. First impressions, you got a bag of hockey pucks for Tony D'Angelo. I mean, that trade is awful. I mean, I get he wasn't necessarily under contract yet, but come on, Tony D'Angelo was the star of your defense. He was the perfect replacement for Dougie because he didn't cost as much, and I think he was just as good as Dougie on defense. Actually, I think he was better defensively than Dougie Hamilton. Um, obviously, he's not better offensively than Dougie Hamilton, but I think what I went out of a, defensive, a defenseman in hockey, especially on a contender, is I want a perfect balance. You need a guy that has a perfect balance, and Tony D'Angelo was definitely that guy. Had his issues in the playoffs, controlling his emotions, um, some very untimely penalties, but was lights out during the regular season. I don't understand why you couldn't get a move done. First impressions, Philip. I know you were a T- Tony D'Angelo guy. Uh, definitely comes as a shock there, especially when he said he wanted to stay here. Yeah, that's the only thing I wonder. You know, obviously he says publicly he wants to stay, but my initial thought was, like you mentioned, he was not on contract for next year. He wasn't going to be a, a free agent. Yep. I don't remember if he was going to be restricted or unrestricted. Yeah, um, pretty much the point was the trade that Philly had first right of refusal pretty much to yeah, get him signed. So 
My initial thought was what changed behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. That he did not want to stay um, in Carolina because that's the only reason I can see them trading him. Yeah. Because, like you said, he was better. He got signed to a one-year prove-it deal. Yep. I think he did prove it in his one-year deal. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that you know the Carolina Hurricanes were going to lock him down for you know for a a decently length contract here. Um, the only defenseman they have really reaching out to a long deal right now still is Jacob Slavin, who was signed through the 2024-2025 season. Everybody else will be a free agent even before that. Well, that's um, definitely a guy I, you would want to keep. That's a guy down. you want to yeah. keep, but you would think that him and Slavin would be, you know. I thought coming in this year he was going to get like a three- or four-year deal at least yeah. where he was going to kind of be in that same boat as Slavin. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's just not – I mean, there's a few other guys here, you know. Uh, what is it I'm um, looking at now? Um, Pesci. Pesci. Uh, Shea. Shea and yep. Chatfield. Chatfield. Uh, Chatfield's uh, an AHL guy right now. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, I'm looking yeah, – He's see kind of now. a two-way guy, so – Those um, those guys are through – those guys have two more years left on their deal. Like I said, uh, Slavin's got three. So you were kind of hoping he was going to be in that boat with Slavin. So I really thought they were going to bring him in or keep him, I should say. Yeah. Um, you got plenty of cap room as of now. The only thing that maybe worried me is do they have something worked out with Nino Niederreiter? And That's what I'm hoping. And D'Angelo is asking for too much with what the Niederreiter deal is going to be. Yeah. And it was just going to be too much. They figured we might as well get something for him as opposed to nothing. And if you're a Carolina Hurricanes fan, that's what you really hope it is. And you hope it's not just Nino. Maybe you know, you've know you got uh, Vincent Trocek or somebody else um, signed as yeah. well. Churchick's obviously a guy that the Canes would like to keep. Um, obviously, that was a big signing for them, or I believe it was he came in a trade from Florida. Either way, yeah, it was a trade. Huge, I mean, huge guy for the Canes, especially during their playoff runs. But I think the writing was on the wall. I didn't think they anticipate Churchick coming back, anyways. But Nino, I'm looking at TA's deal here with the Flyers, and I believe he's only getting paid four mil a year. That's about what you're going to have to pay Nino, I think. So it does make sense if they decided they're not going to pay him that kind of money he's asking and we'd rather keep Nino who's been here and has been really clutch for the Canes uh, been one of their better uh, scorers and one of their uh, points leaders these past few years so yeah I'd much rather keep Nino if it means uh, getting rid of a TDA but we have seen in the past especially these past few off seasons the Canes do have a willingness to let big time defensemen go you can think of Dougie you can think of other guys who are really big defensemen for us. Uh, ones that come to mind are like Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who a lot of people might scoff at, but he was a huge piece for us, especially when we started getting this rebuild going. Justin Falk is another guy. Um, they've shown time and time and again um, they're willing to let these big-time defensemen go. Riemsdyk's not necessarily one of those guys, but Falk, Dougie Hamilton, and now TDA especially are definitely one of those big-time defensemen. And every single time they seem to bounce back and find a diamond in the rough, or find something in free agency to placate or replace that kind of uh, production for those guys. So I have faith in them. Just like their goalies, it seems like every year they get rid of goalies and they seem to find somebody that's even better out there on the market. So I got trust in them. It just sucks. You could have got a guy who I think has superstar potential, and you could got him for a pretty uh, a bargain contract, I think, in TDA. No, I agree. I agree with the fact that you need – that if I could – Go between TDA and Nino. I would take Nino. Yeah. Um, 
TDA hasn't been as consistent throughout his career. Obviously, you want the offensive firepower. It's a team that's really built on speed. Yep. Their ability to uh, dump the puck in the zone and then and then go get it. Yep. Uh, obviously, you want good defensemen. You got to be able to play defense too. Yep. But um, I think, like you said, they could go get a guy in the off season, and you got a guy like John Klingberg from the Stars, who's 29 years old. He's yep. gonna be a def- He's a defenseman. He's a free agent this year. Could you go after a guy like that? There's also some big name older guys because this defense, despite being pretty talented for the Carolina Hurricanes, yep. is pretty young. If we look at some of their ages here, I mean, I guess you got Slavin's 28, uh, Shea's 28. Pesci's um, the younger guy. Yep. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so you know, there's there's a decent amount of younger guys, I guess. Once you get past those first couple, yeah. Well, Pesci's 27, but um, could you still benefit from some veteran leadership and go out and get a guy on a cheap one-year deal yep. that's proven Stanley Cup champion, or a, you know, just a big-time guy like PK Subban's gonna be a free agent. Chris Letang, I mean, Letang's 35. Can't remember how old Subban is. Um, and if so, the point is, if you can't get the guy you want right now, yep. you can always sign one of those guys to a one-year deal because it doesn't even have to be a one-year prove-it deal. You know, you, these guys are you know seasoned vets. You know what you're going to get out of them. Yeah, they're not the player they were when they were 28, you know, 29 years old. Yeah, but they're still solid pieces, and there's plenty of those guys out there this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm even looking further down the uh, free agent list here. Some guys that kind of make sense. Mark Stahl. You can get him at a bargain. I mean, he's not going to be asking for too much. A little bit older in age. I think he's around 38, 37. Yeah, 38, 38 I'm seeing here. Um, Jack- got, I was about to say, you got Josh Manson going to be a free agent. He's only 30 coming from the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. Uh, you got Keith Yandel, 35, if you want a veteran presence. Keith Yandel's had success in this league. Wouldn't hurt to have a guy like that. Jack Johnson, who's been on the Canes before, won a cup with the Canes, uh, has been a guy that's bounced around in the league, but a solid defenseman nonetheless, I think. Has some discipline issues when it comes on the ice, but nonetheless, I think he's a solid defenseman you can get at a bargain if you're trying to save some money. There's been some guys here on further down the list that have been with the organization but haven't necessarily been great. Uh, guys that come to mind, Andrej Sekera, who is my least favorite Carolina Hurricanes player of all time. That guy stunk. Um, who else we got here? Ryan Murphy. Yeah, he could beat it. But uh, you also have bigger names. When you mentioned bigger names, P.K. Subban or Subban. Uh, I'm going to go no on that one. You don't Talk- like PK? No. no I, I'm I, not allowed to like PK. I'm a Bruins fan. I'm so, just thinking, know. what kind of money is he going to be uh, asking for at he's age 33 not, here? At 33, I don't think he's going to be asking for that much. I, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. he'll ask for a little more, so maybe Latang's a better yeah. get because he's 35 at least. Yeah. But I don't know, man. If you can get Subban you know, on a one-year, like $1.8, $2 yeah. million dollar deal, yeah. I think why not? I think no way, just because he's coming off a nine million dollar cap hit. I'm not saying he's going to necessarily get anything in that ballpark, but I think a nine million dollar cap hit to a two million dollar cap hit is kind of a huge drop off for true. him. Yeah, 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 that's that's a big drop. Yeah, I I, can't, I just can't see it. I mean, he's the uh, probably the biggest name out of these defensemen, even though there's a lot of pretty solid defensemen up here on this list. But he's the biggest name by far, and the guy that's had the most success. Um, I'm not seeing Latang up here. I'm seeing uh, Johnny Boychuk. Um, oh, Johnny Boychuk, yeah. What, where's where's he most recently? Is he still in uh, – Buffalo. In, okay, wow, yeah, I forgot yeah. he had gone to Buffalo. Wasting away in Buffalo. No wonder, though. He had a $6 million uh, contract per year going over there. Yeah, so. 
Yeah. They always take on these weird, dumb contracts. <laughs> well, yeah, Jeff Skinner oh, is one of yeah, them. Yeah, we're going to trade. So we've got this one good player, but yeah. our team sucks, so we're going to trade him away just yeah. to save this other team's cap trouble yeah. and take this really dumb cap hit. Uh, yeah. We're the Buffalo Sabres. We're coming in last again, yeah, baby. who cares? Let's just get some names who might be past their prime or had maybe a flash-in-the-pan season. And hope it works out. That's yeah, I'm, I feel so bad for Sabres fans, man. <laughs> at least, I guess at least for him now, the Bills are good again. Yeah, but, you know. Skinner had that one good year, and then he's just been, like, wasting all their money so far. So, I guess my kind of extended question to you, being a Canes fan, um, with D'Angelo gone, yep. there's a few guys right now they are going to be free agents, Ethan Bear, Ian Cole, guys like that. Yeah. Which one of those guys – now Bear is a restricted free agent. Um, yep. He's twenty five. Yeah, he's would already talking like, other teams. Okay, yeah. he is. Yeah. Would you like to? Would you like to see him back though? My problem with gone? Bear is that he's hella inconsistent. Um, he was a, one of those guys that was a flash in the pan in certain months during the season, and he got hurt. He was often hurt. Um, he was all right. He's a guy that can benefit about uh, with better players and better defensemen and better defensive pairings around him. But Ethan Bear, I, he's not a guy I wouldn't mind walking and going elsewhere, especially with these defensemen on the list. Ethan Bear's about on par with some of these guys. Ian Cole as well. Ian Cole's okay, but he's kind of Ethan Bear level, along with Brandon yeah, Smith 33. here. Like, yeah. If you're going to go to the 33 guy, you'd rather Subban. Yeah, the whole point of those signings were to get pretty solid um, depth when it comes to defensemen to get a cup run going. And I think that's kind of passed here. you got to look to kind of retool here if you're this Carolina Hurricanes team, especially with guys like Vincent Trocek presumably leaving. Jordan Stahl doesn't want a contract extension, so he's gone after next year. You kind of have to really ramp something up and get something going before he leaves. Tony D'Angelo, of course, gone. And a lot of these uh, defensemen that were crucial, like Brendan Smith, down the stretch leaving, you're going to have to retool this roster a little bit. So, yeah, I – I don't know. You have to take a different approach. Maybe that's bringing up guys from the AHO who are highly touted that you got, like a Jake Drury or something as a winger, or getting these guys in freight and see their bigger names, like a guy that's being linked with Carolina right now, Vladimir Tarasenko, who is kind of a staple of the St. Louis Blues, has some injury issues, but when he's on, he's one of the better players in the league. Um, is that the kind of guy you want to bring in for a retool and presumably get you over the hump for a cup? Um, I don't know, but I don't think it's a smart strategy to go in on guys like that who are going to demand a lot of money and have injury issues. That's the problem with the money thing because yep. somebody like that, like this, the forwards I feel like for Carolina right now are pretty deep yeah, despite who you guys are yeah. losing. Yeah. Um, so if you can get a guy like that on a bargain deal, it would be great. The yep. problem is the bargain deal is hard, to, is hard to get. So like you said, I think you might have to pull some guys up. I mean, you know, we were talking about it before the show. They've won the last two AHL titles. Yeah, you know, this is yeah. a say. Well, they didn't play, I guess, uh, last year. Yeah, but um, you know, this is a very good farm system. Yeah, and then when you look at the defensive side, the guys got guys got like Joey. Is it Keen? Is yep. that how you say Joey, Joey Keen, Keen yeah. and Max LaJoy? Yeah. I mean, these guys have been playing now for a few years down there. They, you know, they're. They're not going to have the offensive firepower. Yeah. That um, I mean, Keen more than LaJoy, but they're not have the offensive firepower that maybe like you know a Dougie had, obviously. Yeah. But you know, you're not still looking to replace Dougie. You just need a solid defenseman. Yeah. Um, you know, keep pucks from getting to the net, and uh, that's what they're there to do. And I think these guys are both very good. Um, even got uh, you know, Jasper Selgren. He's not horrible. 
Yep. Uh, I don't think he's quite at the level of those other two, but he still saw 71 games last year in the AHL level, so definitely has proven himself. And uh, I, th- I think that coming through up through the farm system is going to have to be where the Canes do a bulk of their offseason moves. And a lot of young guys are going to have to step up, and maybe because of that the Carolina Hurricanes aren't going to be as good next year. Yeah. But, you know, I'll take next year not being quite as good to be good two, three years down the line with a bunch of young players, and that's how you could, you know, potentially build a, uh, a heck of a team moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, when you look at this Canes team, I think their biggest problem right now is they're a little bit too forward and center heavy, even going down to their farm system as opposed to defensemen, which most teams are going to be like that. But, I mean, it's downright ridiculous for the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm looking at a guy, Jack Drury, down here in the AHL, who could have easily played for the Canes last season with the type of production he had. Uh, also, Josh Levo is another guy who uh, we pretty much shined to be a forward in the NHL every once in a while when someone got hurt, and obviously that did not come into fruition. Um, maybe you can afford to offload some of these guys, maybe even at the NHL level, to go get a pretty solid defenseman um, or get something in return in a trade. Maybe that's the move. I think that would make a whole lot of sense. Same with our goalies here. Um, I don't think we have any phenomenal goalies. I think Frederick Anderson's all right. He could be a good goalie, but same with Ronto. When he's healthy, he could be solid. But you look at the AHL level, you got a lot of guys with a lot of promise who are highly touted, like Jack LaFontaine, out of the draft, Pete Torkoshetkov, who's seen action in the NHL. Um, there's also some guys you could probably maybe offload to get a defenseman. But in the meantime, as a wise man once told me, people around here don't care about the NHL and the Carolina Hurricanes. So take with that or do with that what you will. In the meantime, coming up the other side of this quick timeout, the best names and the funnest names in sports history – We'll do a little bit of that. We have a whole bracket, 1 through 16 down. Uh, this here. was posted originally by a Barstool, right? Yeah, it getting, was posted by Barstool. We are getting Barstool. this content from Barstool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, hey, we're we're picking the winner here. We're picking a champ. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Online or on the go, log on to our brand-new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. Or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grill Master, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, 
apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Tweet at us. See our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. Ben Barm, Phil Griff, Pilkington, intern Chris Cook on the ones and twos. Filling in here on the Patrick Johnson Show. You know, it's funny. My dad's a good old country boy. Loves his country music. Loves his heavy metal. Loves his hair metal. But he loves Tears for Fears for whatever reason. I'm right there with yeah. him. I love Tears I, for I Fears. I tend to agree. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're getting karaoke going here on a free ball Friday. But let's get right into it. The best athlete names. We have a whole bracket set up here. One through 16. Uh, let's just get into the first round here. We got the number one seed against the 16th seed. Rusty Coots versus Ha Ha Clinton Dix. All right, who wants to go first on this one? I'll go first, and uh, I'm going to be biased here because, you know, I'm a Green Bay fan. I'm going to go with Ha Ha on this one. That's Really? A the 16 uh-huh. seed. All right, Chris has got Ha Ha. Who you got, Philip? Um, I guess this may be a dumb take because I don't know what Rusty Coots' real name was, yeah. but just because his name was Hashan and then he had to change it to Ha Ha on his yeah. own – yeah, that's I mean, kind of yeah, lame. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna actually Google all these names as you as you do it to see if that happens again. So you're I don't telling like... me that Ha Ha was not his birth name. No, his no, name is Hashan. Yeah, 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 yeah that's it's cheating. cheating. Well, yeah. Hey, what I got? Hate to break it to you guys, but this guy's name Rusty. Rusty wasn't his real name. His real name was Russell. So we're, oh, we're these yeah. are both some posers here. See, here's the thing. At least Rust, like a lot of people name Rustle, Rust, Russell, go by Rusty. Like yeah. it's like people name Robert going by Bob, but like, oh, I had to change oh, yeah, it no, to Ha Ha to yeah. sound yeah. cool. Yeah, remember, no. Hey, heck with you, Philip. You remember about this time last year when the Panthers had to get excited, or we had to get excited about a potential Ha Ha Clinton Dick signing? Yep. So just for that alone, I'm going with Rusty, Rusty Coots. Rusty Coots, the top seed for me. Who do you got? Phillip. I'm taking Rusty. There we go. So Rusty advances the top seed. 
Sorry, Chris. I know you're a Green Bay guy, but ha-ha could beat it. Hey, I'm not even fully on board now that I uh, found out that wasn't his birth name. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next round here, we got the eight seed versus the ninth seed. The eight seeded, the Brickishaw Ferguson. That's a pretty – I'm I'm digging that name there. That is the most hardcore, coolest football name you could possibly come up with. For sure, there. yeah. I'm liking that one, yeah. Versus uh, former basketball player Detlef Shrimp. Shrimp? Shrimp. So, like, shrimp with the letter F, F on the end? end? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dead left shrimp. He's the ninth seed here. I guess what was the first guess? DeBrickishaw Ferguson. <laughs> DeBrickishaw. You got to go DeBrickishaw. I got to go DeBrickishaw. Yeah, I'm going with DeBrickishaw, man. That, that's Unanimous. DeBrickishaw Ferguson moves to the next round, and we'll have to take on Rusty Koontz. More on that later. Moving on, fifth seed versus 12th seed, Slam Dunkley, who was a basketball player. That's pretty neat. His first name, Slam Dunkley, is his last name. Versus former MMA fighter, rest in peace, Kimbo Slice. I think this is kind of a tough one, guys. Tell me the first guy's name. Slam Dunkley, and he was a basketball His player. His name is Slam. Slam Dunkley. That's my pick right there. That, His name yeah. was Josh. No, wait, this is another guy. Never mind. I, I tried to Google Slam Dunkley to see if that was his real name, and then some guy who's like a... Australian football player. Yeah, taking a showed look. up. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Never mind. Take Where's a, Slam Dunkley? Why is it not coming up? I'll pull up Slam Dunkley, Philip. I don't know, but that's a great name. That's if, the best if that name is I've heard it, that is his real name. I'm in. Slam Dunkley actually is not a basketball player. He's a men's rower, so that automatically he loses points for me. So it's Slam Dunkley, and I can't remember the other name now because I'm thinking Kimbo about Slice. How can you forget Kimbo Slice? Kimbo MMA Slice. fighters. Um, I'm going Kimbo here. Slam is an uh, imitator. He's not a basketball player. He missed his calling. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know rowing's a sport, but like, come on. We're going yeah, to take a no, rower yeah. over an MMA fighter. I'm, Phillip, I'm definitely going Philip Rowan's not a sport. Come on. Screw that. Kimbo hey, man. Slice. Hey, man. They, those people got more <laughs> Olympic gold medals than we do. <laughs> All right, what are you going, Chris? I'm sticking with Slam Dunkley, man. I mean, just imagine like being in kindergarten and someone asks your name and you're like, oh, yeah, it's Slam Dunkley. Like, I, I all like right, that. all right. That's a know. good point. But what about Kimbo Slice? And you're a fighter. That's a great name, and yeah. he's a member of the bald community as well. So, Absolutely. Hey, I don't he had know. the coolest look because he was bald, and then he had like a little ponytail, and then he had the bushiest beard you could possibly like find. As much as I love him, I'm gonna stay with uh, Slam Dunkley. I think. Well, Kimbo won. Kimbo two, won two anyway. One. So, moving on, the fourth seed, Boof Bonzer, versus the 13th seed, Lennox Lewis. Uh, former heavyweight champion in boxing, Booth Bonzer, was a baseball player for the uh, Texas Rangers, it looks like. No, the Minnesota it's Twins. A weak round. This is a really weak this round. This is a weak round. I always thought Lennox Lewis was like a made-up name. Like, Lennox Lewis is too cool for a heavyweight boxer. Uh, I'm a good Obviously, Booth. I'm biased. I like Booth. I'm going with Booth. All right, so Booth advances. That hurts me. I was a big Lennox Lewis fan. Booth Bonzer it is, the fourth seed. He was favored. I was pulling for the underdog, but it did not work out. Moving on, Dick Butkus, the third seed against the 14th seed, Pokey Reese, who was a baseball player for the Reds. Obviously, we all know who Dick Butkus is. Yeah, he's on Twitter now, and he's, like, roasting everybody on Twitter or something like that, right? I know know that Dick Butkus got a Twitter. Look him up on Twitter. He roasts everyone, apparently. Uh, The whole gimmick behind Dick Butkus is he's just starting to figure out Twitter. That's what's so great about his Twitter to most, pe- uh, most people. He's yeah, he's the he's old like head that doesn't really old. know Twitter yet. Yeah, he's amazed by Twitter. 
Anyways, um, where are we going with here? Dick Buckus, right? Pokey Reese is still kind of cool, though. I, I think Pokey Reese is a cooler name. I mean, I like Dick Buckus and Dick all. Buckus is great funny. Hall of Fame linebacker, but I, I, my vote is Pokey Reese. So you got right. a guy named Pokey? All right, guys. Look. All right, well, Chris has got to vote for the yeah. – yeah. Yeah. Right, Phillip's making a great point here. I didn't really <sighs> – Can I make a point? Okay. All right, all right. Here's my, my, my point for Dick Buckus and my case for Dick Buckus. No, you make your own – this is not a political debate where Ben and I, I, I try to convince him. you who to vote him. for. No, let the man <laughs> vote for who. I wants to vote for him. Damn, you got to state your case, and I didn't. This man. Oh, sorry. Is, okay, yeah, okay. This, Phil got this, a chance. He's, a, cor- a, he's chance, a corrupt yeah. politician. I'm telling. I you. am. Right, let, I let's am. hear your argument, Ben. Let's hear it. I'm just saying, Dick Buckus grew up with a rough name. I mean, come on, that's the most hilarious name. That's up there, with Dick Trickle, and co- when it comes to sports. Teams. Oh yeah, for sure. I think uh-huh. that motivated him growing up with such a rough name to be a mean, tough linebacker. Oh yeah, like boy that names. Single handedly. Was a factor, well, not single handedly, but it definitely was a factor in motivating him to be a Hall of Fame level player. Pokey Reese, who knows who Pokey Reese is? Dick Buck is way better than Pokey Reese as a player, and I think his name motivated him. So that's why I'm going Dick You got Buckus. me. I'm going with Dick uh, Buck. Yes! There's plenty of guys named Dick in this world. There's only one guy named Pokey. I think I got a future in politics or being a salesman or something. Yeah, hey, you might. If you I don't make it in this business. On that one, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, if you get a future in politics, uh, go go fill in with Henry Hinton on <laughs> there, Talk of the Town. There you go. Who, yeah, who knows? Maybe so. Moving on to the next round, I think um, – up there with the Dick Trickle round, which everybody knew that was coming. Dick Trickle has to be in this bracket. But I think these next two matchups are the two toughest matchups in the bracket. And we're starting off with the sixth seed, Tiger Woods, against the 11th seed, God Sham God. God Sham God, uh, the innovator of the Sham God basketball move, one of the sickest basketball moves, crossover moves in the history of basketball against Tiger Woods. Everybody knows who Tiger Woods is. God Sham God versus Tiger Woods. Let's say you, Philip. God Sham God. God Sham God is such a great name. See, I just, I, I think that name's like, I mean, I'm not trying to like crap on the guy or anything, but yeah. I think that's kind of dumb. He had I long arms. He had long arms and had the coolest crossover move ever. I don't, there's just something so yeah, legendary. Eldrick about the name Taunt Tiger Woods. Woods is, I mean, like, Did, Tiger was a nickname that he got given to him when he was in like, hey, Lil, no, like Eldrick. Phillip, Eldrick Phillip. is a lame hey, name. Not a bad name Philip, don't think too hard about it. His name's Tiger Woods. That's going to be his name till he dies. It's going to be on his death certificate. He's Tiger Woods. He ain't no Eldrick. Eldrick's in the past. He was Tiger Woods when he was three years old. I think it was when he was four that he got the nickname. Oh, I'm sorry. I was off by a year, (laughs) Philip. Mr. On Point here. I, I don't right. know. This is so tough. What do you, who I'm do you like, Chris? With Tiger Woods. That's ah, just such a legendary name. You know like, I, yeah, I got to go with I Tiger love, Woods here. I love God, Sham God. I love the Sham God crossover move. Do yourself a favor if you're not familiar and look up some Sham God highlights, especially that crossover move. But the fact that we were gifted a guy named Tiger Woods who was the very best at his sport, I got to give it to Tiger Woods. I mean, that's a gift in itself. The fact his name's Tiger Woods and he's the face of the sport. Facts. The greatest to ever do it. I think you got to go with the sixth seed here over the 11th seed in Tiger Woods. Uh, moving on, I think this is also one of the tougher matchups. This is a baseball player from like the early 1900s, Cannonball Titcomb. <laughs> Cannonball Titcomb, the seventh seed against the tenth seed, Dick Trickle. Who wants to go first on this? I'm Dick Trickle. That's easy. Dick so Trickle. I got to go Dick Trickle because it's the only name on this list where it's funny because the first name and the last name are funny together. Yeah, yeah. Like all these other names are just funny. One of their names are funny. Yeah, or maybe the like two names are funny, funny independently. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that Dick Trickle kind of goes together, like if your last name is Trickle, why would you name your kid Richard? 
Yeah, yeah. I I think I mean I'm probably gonna I'm, I guess I'm kind of showing my hand sure, here. I'm sure. taking I'm taking Dick Trickle all the way to the all the I'm riding him all, all right. the way to the end. Well, I'll make one last case for Cannonball Titcomb. I think I'm on board for Dick Trickle, but I just want to play devil's advocate. Let, let's hear the devil's advocate. What if I told you Cannonball was a pitcher? Does that make it any Ooh, better? Okay, that that might give him a little bit more of an argument. It um, would, but I still, I mean, like I said, the, the fact that the first and last name. I, I'm with Philip on yeah. this. Yeah, one, I guys. think you got to go Dick Trickle. I was really pulling for Cannonball, but I mean, come on, Dick Trickle just goes together so well. I mean, when you really, think I can't about believe it. he was the 10 seed man who made this bracket. Barstool apparently made this Barstool's bracket. Barstool's idiots. Who likes to throw on back? They throw on boxing matches that uh, for Jose Canseco and pay him a million dollars. That's true. Yeah, I mean, these guys are not the smartest dudes in the world. Well, Moving on. We got a women's golf coach for Murray State in the 90s. Um, Velvet Milkman. Versus Wait, Milkman? Velvet Milkman. The Milkman. Okay. Versus Coco Crisp, which has always been the that's – that's a cool baseball name. I'm sorry. Um, Milkman's too silly. Um, at least Coco Crisp is kind of silly, but also a really cool name. And it reminds you of a cereal when you were a kid. Absolutely. I always wanted a bowl of, like Cocoa Pebbles when I ever heard Cocoa, Cocoa Crispies. Crisp names. Yeah. Cocoa Crisp it is for me. What about you guys? Go ahead, Chris. Uh, can you say the first one again? I'm sorry. Velvet Milkman, oh. who was a women's golf coach at Murray <laughs> State, and she was a woman or a woman. There's some about a woman being named Milkman that I'm I'm on board. Okay. I'm on board. Right, yeah, so I'm I going with that one. Phillips, the deciding vote here. Let's go Red Sox. Oh, Coco Chris yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Coco Chris. Um, I was pulling for the Milkman a little bit there, but you can't deny Coco Chris. Before we head to our next round and get closer to crowning the champion, let's throw it over to our 94 through the game sports update with the latest headlines in news and sports with intern Chris Cook here. Take it away, my friend. All right, thank you, Ben. Starting off locally, ECU baseball outfielder Jacob Jenkins Cowart has been named a D1 baseball freshman All-American. Staying with ECU, East Carolina safety Jaira Wilson has been named a recipient of the 2022 University Scholar Athlete Award, an honor given to athletes who excel on the field and in the classroom. Switching gears to the NBA, James Harden is taking a $15 million pay cut as the 76ers star opted out of his $47 million player option and plans to sign a new two-year deal with the team. In the NHL, three-time Stanley Cup champion Duncan Keith announced his retirement earlier today. Moving on to some college football, 2023 five-star recruit Dante Moore announced his commitment to Oregon, becoming one of the biggest commits in the school's history, according to ESPN. And uh, capping things off, former WWE CEO and ECU alumni Vince McMahon has agreed to pay four women a total of $12 million over a period of 16 years to suppress recent rumors of sexual misconduct with employees. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. I'm DJC Squared, sending it back to Ben and Phillip. And, uh, I was just thinking, as we're looking at this bracket here, I appreciate it, Chris, by the way. Good 94 through the game sports update. Appreciate crazy, it, appreciate it. Crazy, crazy stuff with Vince McMahon there. Do we even claim him as an ECU alum anymore? Hey, I don't hear him ever talk about ECU. They got a plaque for him in the bait building, the business building, and yeah. I don't. I never hear him say anything yeah, about he's ECU. He's never donated really money or anything. They're just happy to have him here, I guess, or once yeah, had him Him and here. Sandra Bullock both won't claim us. Yeah, but two names that I, like, I'm surprised were left off the list. Smoke Monday, uh, safety for the Saints. Pretty cool name. 
Uh, and another one here, Dick Pole of the Chicago Cubs back in the day. Dick Pole? Dick Pole. Oh, yeah. dude, I would have taken him. I can't believe neither of those. Yeah, made those it. were oh, left off goodness. our bracket here. But yeah, I, I got a feeling like, considering how si- excited you guys were, Dick Pole might have won the whole damn thing. He Dick might have won the whole I'm thing. I'm getting yeah. a text message here. Uh, Anonymous text line going, what yeah. about John David Booty? Anonymous text line says Phineas Dimbo played basketball at Wyoming. Okay, Phineas Dimbo. Phineas and Ferb, I like that. Yeah, yeah. John. Maybe it's not. Wait, wait. It's Finnis. Finnish. I don't even know. F I N I S. I'm bad at English. I I was. That sounds like Finnis. I don't know. Yeah, I should have made my own. Phineas Dimbo. Phineas Dimbo. Finn is a Dimbo. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. I should have made my own bracket because Fat Weaver would have definitely been up here. But we got like five minutes left, so let's grind John through David these John David Booty definitely yeah. would have been out here. But uh, move, hey, don't rush me, Philip. Damn. Moving on, Rusty Koontz versus DeBrickashaw Ferguson. DeBrickashaw was the eighth seed. Rusty Koontz the top seed. I'm sticking with DeBrickashaw. I'm sticking with DeBrickashaw. That's a great name. Yep. Bye, number one seed. Yeah, he's got to Just like the go. NCAA tournament. DeBrickashaw, yeah, he's got it. I mean, that's a cool-ass football name. I mean, that deserves, I mean, the best football name you can come up with. Moving on. The 12th seed, Kimbo Slice, against the 4th seed, Boof Bonzer. But uh, what's the appeal to Boof Bonzer? Why do y'all love Boof Bonzer? I, I'm going Kimbo Slice. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually Kimbo. also going to go with Kimbo Slice okay, here. Okay, yeah, screw Bimbo or Boof Bonzer. <laughs> Bonzer must have had an easy match with the first round. I don't remember who he went against, but that's kind of a Yeah, Lennox game. Lewis. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. It was, it was Lennox Lewis is not that cool. Yeah. Linux Lewis is a cool name. Come on. There's nothing special about it, dude. Yeah, like, Dick Pole yeah. would have been way better on this list. Or right. Finn is Dumbo. Moving on. We got Dip Buckus versus Tiger Woods. Probably the two biggest stars so far in the second round matching up against each other. This is a tough one. I got to go. I got to go Tiger Woods. Tiger I'm going Buckus on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of torn on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods advances. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. Dick Trickle versus Coco Crisp to advance to the semifinal round here. Who do we got? I'm going to start with you, Phillip. As much as I love my Red Sox. Dick, Dick Trickle. Trickle, yeah. I, I'm oh, you already know my yeah, guess. Yeah. Dick Trickle's moving on for sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the whole thing. We're in the final four, baby. DeBrickishaw Ferguson. Versus Kimbo Slice. All right, this is actually a tough. This one is a tough me. one. Yeah, it these is. are two like badass names. Here. Yeah, it really. Is. Especially when you consider the sports that they uh, competed in. Oh, Kimbo Slice is a perfect MMA fighter. Yeah, name. yeah that's absolutely. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still. Uh, I'm going with Kimbo. I'm just throwing that out there. I, it's so tough. I love them both so much. They're my favorites in terms of like badass names. I'm gonna go Kimbo Slice. I got to do it. Kimbo Slice. Philip, who would you have picked? Brickshaw or Kimbo? I like Brickshaw too much. Too cool of a name. It, it like was, Kimbo's just whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. But he like slices people up. You know, I know, that's true. Day, yeah. I mean, maybe if he was like a, you know, like a a, 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 a fencer. Yeah, that's the word yeah. I was looking for, you know, on guard. You yeah. know what? You've convinced me, Philip. The Brickshaw is moving forward. You're I taking mean, him over Kimbo? I, yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, Slice, he's just born with that name, Slice. There's nothing you can do about it. His parents went out of, his, out of their way to name this guy DeBrickashaw. That's so true. That That's kind of gives the, uh, the slight edge for me. So DeBrickashaw moves to the championship round. All right, championship, baby. Let's hear it. And then we got in the other uh, semifinal round here, Tiger Woods versus Dick Trickle. 
Who is it, guys? I'm taking Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. Dick okay. Trickle's going to the finals, baby. Uh, Sorry, yeah, Tigger. Yeah, Dick Trickle. So now we're looking at our championship round, and it really comes down to are you going with the cool name or are you going with the funny, hilarious name between Dick Trickle and DeBrickashaw Ferguson? We're going to go with Chris here first. Who are you picking, Chris? I'm going with DeBrickashaw. DeBrickashaw Ferguson, all right. I'm going to go with Dick Trickle. It just works. It's funny. Um, Dick Trickle, from what I understand, wasn't too bad of a racer either, if I'm not mistaken. He was not? Yeah, yeah. And, so, um, um, yeah, I'm going Dick Trickle. just works, makes sense. It's funny. The fact that the parents named him that, knowing the jokes that were going to be incoming, um, it just works for me. He's got to win something. You, I'm with yeah. you there. It's, it's, it's Dick Trickle. It's definitely Dick Trickle. Dick I, was, I was hoping. I told you I was riding him all the way to the yeah. end. So. Dick Trickle is our 2022 best athlete, best and funniest athlete name. Uh, championship winner. Congratulations to Dick Trickle. He probably never thought he would win an award for that name. And uh, that's going to do us do it for us here. Hey, I got to pick on Chris just a little bit. I said go since ahead. we did a bracket thing and I mentioned the Final Four, we need to go out with the music to One Shining Moment. I don't know what that is. You don't know what One Shining Moment? The, the end of the NCAA tournament, the little oh, in okay. One Shining okay, Moment. Sorry. Yeah, come on. I actually on. like Good Time or Good Time way better. Hey, yeah, not a, a banger. Little catchy song. Yeah, right? it is. But it, but it, if One Shining Moment fits our segment, that's I like to play songs that fit the segment. Oh, screw One Shining. I apologize for my incompetency yeah. on that one. It yeah, 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 yeah. What a, it's all right, Chris. I, this song's way better. I'm with you. Anyways, that's going to do it for the Patrick Johnson Show here on a Free Ball Friday. Jim Zoki on Monday. More ahead. Maybe some more sports news next week here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We'll be back next week. Mom, Dad. Before you throw out those unused medicines, just think for a minute. Grandma, Grandpa, all you guys take meds. That's why you got to dispose of your old pills correctly. Those pills for your back pain or migraines. When you throw them in the trash, those medicines can become lethal in the wrong hands. Our hands. You may be finished with that medicine. But those pills are making me real popular at school. My brother James could think they're candy. Our dog loves to get in the garbage, and those meds can make him sick or worse. So, so stop. stop. There are better ways to dispose of your unused meds. There are lots of police stations, local pharmacies, and hospitals that are approved to take in unused meds and dispose of them safely. Disposal sites are close by. It's easy, and it's the right thing to do. For, for us. The ones you love. To find a medicine disposal site near you, visit www.safe.pharmacy. A public service message from the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. When a loved one, your father, your sister, your aunt, your grandparent, is facing a cancer diagnosis, you want them to have access to the most promising cancer treatments available. I'm Sonequa Martin-Green, and when my mother was diagnosed with cancer, our world changed forever. 